Hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the October 12th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. As always, today's show is brought to you as a service of Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, my management consulting firm. We are here to make sure that you are ready to vote. Last week, we featured two of the three candidates in the race for Georgia Department of Labor Commissioner. If you missed that episode, you can find it along with any other past episodes on my website, which is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com, where there is a Local Matters tab. Or if you are on Facebook, please go to and follow Local Matters Podcast of Georgia Facebook page. Once there, you can listen and share the audio with others. And all of the episodes are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Today, we hear from State Representative Gloria Frazier, who is the Democratic incumbent representing District 126, and her Republican challenger, William Harris. In case you are wondering, District 126 includes a small slice of Southern Richmond County, all of Burke County, and all of Jenkins County. The best way to determine if you live in District 126 is to check the My Voter Page system through the Georgia Secretary of State's website. But before we hear from Representative Frazier and Mr. Harris, I want to remind you of a couple of things. First, there's a candidate forum or was a forum on this past Saturday, October 8th. If you were not able to attend in person, please go to the Facebook page of NPHC Augusta or to the Local Matters Podcast Facebook page where you can view the video. This forum was hosted by a Partnership for the People, which includes the Augusta branch of the NAACP, the CSRA section of the National Council of Negro Women, the Phi Chi chapter of Chi Eta Phi Nursing Sorority, the National Panhellenic Council of Augusta, and the Augusta Alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. There is also an upcoming forum that yours truly will be moderating. This forum is hosted by the Cherry Hill and Barton Village Neighborhood Associations. It will take place this coming Saturday, Monday, October 17th at 6.30 p.m. at Broadway Baptist Church, located 2323 Barton Chapel Road. This forum will include candidates for the Richmond County School Board, Tax Commissioner, and the State House seats. Please come out to learn more about these candidates before you decide how you're going to vote. There's one other thing that I want to remind you of, and that is if you are on Facebook, please follow Local Matters on its Facebook page. We want to reach as many people as possible, and there you will find also a video of yours truly 
in Swainsboro, Georgia, where I was fortunate enough to serve as mistress of ceremony for the Roland Martin Unfiltered YouTube show. It, it was a great presentation that night. The panelists spoke about various topics to include healthcare in Georgia, to include legalization of marijuana, and to include uh, whether Black men will in fact turn out to vote uh, in this year's election. So uh, please go to that. You'll see me, you'll see Roland, and you'll also see a fabulous panel has some real detailed discussion. But for now, let's listen to our candidates for State House District 126. Local Matters family, today we have State Representative Gloria Frazier. She serves from District 126. How are you doing today, Representative Frazier? I am doing wonderful. And thank you so much, Ms. Jackson, for having me on the show today. Thanks so much for being uh, willing to talk to our Local Matters listeners as they get prepared to vote for the November 8th election. Um, please, uh, first off, we'll know you've been in public life now for a while. Um, could you please tell us what you consider to be some of the greatest accomplishments, some of the things that you're just extremely proud of? I First of all, I am so honored and proud of my constituents in House District 126 for the past 16 years that have afforded me the opportunity to represent them in the state capitol. They trust me, they believe in what I say, and they believe that I say, I do what I say I'm going to do. And that is really my motto is to, to, to serve. One of my greatest accomplishments, I will say, is my lead for sickle cell disease in the state of Georgia. Um, I started this quest back 15 years ago. And when I was not in public office, just working in the community as an, as an advocate, I met several uh, young folks that had sickle cell disease. And, they, um, and I also went to several funerals. But one of the last funerals I went to was a young man that was 32 years old. And he told me, he said, if you ever get into a position where you can help with this dreadful disease, please help. And I never forgot that. I looked in his eyes and I said, I will if I, if I ever get in a position. And I did. When I got elected, my second year in, in office, I was actually able to pass a piece of legislation House Bill 194, my very first piece of legislation for sickle cell disease to bring, bring, bring awareness back. And since then, 15 years later, I'm very, very proud to say that. Um, it started off with $50,000 in the general budget. Uh, I just passed $1.3 million in our budget for sickle cell disease. So I'm very, very proud. That's one of my major accomplishments. Wonderful, wonderful. And I know that is one of the uh, disease that affects African-Americans more so than other populations yes. for whatever reason. So I'm sure that many of your constituents will be pleased about that. Um, we're going to shift gears. That's a healthcare related issue. I want to get into another healthcare related issue. Um, a over the last few months, I've done a few episodes related to services provided through the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities uh, to raise awareness. Um, 
Can you tell us what you can do from your role in the state legislature to assist families affected by mental illness and developmental disabilities? I am so proud to hear that you have had uh, several episodes about Department of Behavior, Health and Development Disabilities because we don't hear a lot of that uh, on the radio and or we, we, they mention it on television, but to, to have the in-depth conversation about how it affects families is very, very critical. So thank you for doing that because Georgia ranks 48th in the nation for mental health assets. That's very, very low. So they're saying that we're not doing our job in helping our citizens here in Georgia deal with mental health issues or their families. So I am so proud over the 16 years and now um, on April the 4th, uh, as you probably know, we did pass House Bill 1013 and it was unanimous. This was a bill signed by our governor and this bill will allow insurance, well actually make insurance companies and they can no longer deny medical coverage for behavioral health and mental illness through their insurance. If you have insurance, you are now covered. If you have a, a mental health crisis or, or illness or condition, it is to be treated just as a physical condition. So you can no longer be denied that. So if you get sick and you are having a crisis or something, you go to the hospital, they have to, to serve you if you have uh, have health insurance. So I'm very, very proud to have been able to sign on to that. Uh, like I said, it was unanimous and it, it is, uh, will really help with the mental health disparity that we have in the state. And uh, so that's something that I know you've been, uh, it's, it's kind of near and dear to your heart, but just know that we actually did something about it this year. And uh, uh, I'm hoping that this is just, this is the beginning so we have to actually get this enforced with the insurance companies and we have to get the help for our constituents. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, next question, just kind of speaking to the role of us legislator, obviously uh, you and several others represent the Augusta area, um, but we also know that any legislation you pass is not just going to be for Augusta, it's statewide. Um, but as you think about some of that legislation and what might've had a greater impact on the Augusta area, um, what do you think is the most important thing our local legislative delegation can do to address quality of life for people specifically in Augusta and surrounding areas? Well, I'll tell you one thing that our Augusta Richmond County delegation works collectively together when we are, uh, when we have to deal with especially our veterans. This is a veterans community. Uh, I live in a veterans community. I live right outside of Gate 5. Uh, Fort Gordon, so I live, work, and play over here all the time. So when it comes to our veterans uh, and legislation that comes through the General Assembly, we work collectively together to support that legislation. I'm very proud to have, uh, have been a sponsor on one of the pieces of legislation a few years ago uh, under Leader Abrams' uh, tenure to uh, a Promise Kept initiative for our veterans. And one of that one piece of legislation that, um, that I'm proud to have sponsored was the spousal uh, bill. 
I was a spouse. My husband was in the military. I traveled around with him. We, I had to get a job every three years, every time we moved. Well, it was very hard when you had to find your own job. But this bill allowed uh, for spouses to come back, men or women's spouse, whoever it is. And, and we relaxed some of the licenses that, that you could have if you were a nurse. And if you had to come to another state. You had to get a license in that state, but we'll give you temporary licenses until you get that done so that you could actually go to work. And so we passed that and, uh, it, and, it, and it went over very, very well. So it helped our military and it was several other bills that we passed also. So yes, being in a military community here in Augusta, uh, we are definitely gonna support legislation when it comes to our veterans, especially our seniors. And of course we, we support our children in any uh, measures that we have increasing funding for, uh, for our education system here and making, um, making sure that we have the funds necessary for our children to learn. All right. And as we talk a little bit more about the delegation, we know obviously the Augusta metro area is very diverse politically and racially. Um, and I know sometimes because of that diversity, it can sometimes make it a little bit more difficult uh, to come to consensus on issues. So if you could just give our listeners some insight as to when and how members of the legislative uh, delegation do find themselves working together on issues, that would be helpful. Well, there is a process, um, Ms. Jackson, when we were in the Georgia General Assembly, we work with the House of representatives and we also work with the Senate. And so we have our Senator uh, in the Senate and normally if there is local legislation that may come from our local commission asking us to support uh, a measure that we need to have here in Augusta, we're going to work collectively together in the House. All of us will work together, draft that legislation and then we will get it support it, passed in the House, then it will then go over to the Senate, where our senators will then get it passed in the Senate. And this is how we get our legislation done collectively together. So uh, I am very proud uh, of our delegation as it relates to getting things done for Augusta. And that's actually what we're supposed to be up there doing now. We all have different priorities. We all serve on different committees. I serve on banks and banking, find uh, energy utility, telecommunication. I serve on uh, um, two other committees. So we, we all have different committees that, that we work on. So we work on different legislation and sometimes it affects Augusta and sometimes it, it might not. But general legislation normally affects the whole state. So yes, it's a... Uh, it's an honor to work with our delegation because the more people you work together, the more you can get done. All right, thank you. And last question, um, if people want to learn more about you, you know, you've been in the public eye now for a number of years, but there may be some people out there that are new to your district. If you could also talk, I know your district boundaries changed a little bit. So if you can just talk about some of the area that's included in District 126 and then uh, how people can learn more about you uh, as a representative, Gloria Frazier, that will be helpful. Thank you. Uh, I am so proud to tell you that I've inherited 7,000 new friends and they are all in Jenkins County. 
So I would just like to welcome Jenkins County to House District 126. I'm your state representative, Gloria Frazier, and I make only one promise that I will serve you to the best of my capabilities. I also represent part of Richmond County here out here in the Hepzibah area, and I also represent Burke County. I call Burke County a state by itself. It has 835 square miles. And it, it to me is like going to another state, but I love all of my folks in Burke County and Richmond County. And I am encouraging all of you all to please go out on November the 8th and, and reelect me back to House District 126, because I wanna continue to, to serve you and continue to deal with the issues that we have as it relates to um, women abortion rights and, and our healthcare disparities. So it's a fight to keep uh, all Georgians safe. And we have to put people in place that will fight to do that. So I thank you for having me, um, Ms. Jackson. And I thank my voters uh, for, for choosing me again. And I'm asking that you go out on November the 8th and, and make that choice one more time because uh, I'm willing and ready to continue to serve you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You are now officially a part of the Local Matters family. Thank you. <laughs> Local Matters family, we are also joined today by the Republican nominee for Georgia House District 126, and he is Mr. William Harris. How are you doing today, Mr. Harris? I'm fine. Great. Thank you so much for uh, being available to speak to our Local Matters listeners. Um, as we consider your run for office, um, please share with our listeners what you believe to be the greatest accomplishment in your public life. Well, there, there are several things. Like I said, I think as a father, I, I think that being the father of four daughters and raising them and loving them and uh, being married to my wife, who's, who's really the love of my life and one of my greatest supporters. We, we celebrated 48 years of marriage on June 23rd. And uh, I've contributed to this community as a teacher in the Richmond County Public School System. And uh, as I said, I started teaching in Richmond County in 1986 at Glen Hills High School uh, in the area of chemistry and physics. I also taught at the Academy of Richmond County for uh, 10 years in those same areas, in all of the, the sciences, because there's a, a critical shortage in that area. I've retired in 2014 and I have continued to work. I have, I've hardly missed a day of school since I retired. So I'm still teaching, even though I am a retired teacher. And I, I work in the area Right now, I, I'm dealing with those that are disabled. Uh, their mental uh, developmental issues. They're having difficulty placing teachers in those areas, especially the SID pits, the severe profound. And I'm finding that working in that area is rewarding for me and also a, a great advantage for the Richmond County Public School System and the community at large. 
And that's a great segue into our next question, actually. Uh, for those who listen to Local Matters on a regular basis, you all know that I, I did about three episodes within the last few months related to services provided through the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities to raise awareness uh, to the specific things faced by the families and individuals who are affected by developmental disabilities and mental illness. So if you could could, please tell us, Mr. Harris, what you could do from a role in the state legislature to assist families affected by mental illness and developmental disabilities. That's an area that's really near and dear to my heart because uh, my sister recently passed away in December, uh, COVID related, but my sister, 79 years old, mentally, she was about a one-year-old. So I had to take care of her all that time. And then using the services that are available in our area helped me out tremendously. She attended autumn care uh, for adult daycare and I took care of her at home. And I don't know if I should talk about this or not because uh, some people say you're trying to, uh, you know, get on the soapbox or get, you know, just run your mouth unnecessarily. But uh, my wife has been totally bedridden for the last 30 plus years and she uses home health care and I'm taking care of my wife uh, and working and uh, she has home health care and there's been there have been challenges in that area but uh, we're making we're making it work by the grace of God we, we, we're you know we're not complaining uh, we're not uh, criticizing anyone but we make it work and so far everything is doing beautifully for us. Okay. All right. And uh, thank you for that. Um, sharing your personal experience there. Um, as you uh, shift gears a little bit and we talk about the office for which you're running and if you're successful, obviously you'll become a part of the Augusta legislative delegation. Um, what do you think is the most important thing that our delegation could do to address quality of life for their constituents here in the Metro Augusta area? One thing that I would like to bring to it is, is openness. I, I think that as a part of that select group of people, you need to be available. You need to be accessible. You, you, you should be a person that's approachable. Uh, you, if you're going to hold that office and, and speak or be the voice for people, people need to be able to talk with you. I, I want to be active in the community as far as my church is concerned. Uh, my schools, uh, dealing with people on a one-on-one -on -one nature, uh, just talking to people because there is a wealth of information in our area. We are surrounded by all kinds of people with great skills and talents, and they are eager to give input. They're eager to talk. They want to, to give their ideas for the improvement or betterment of our community. And if they have someone that will listen that will take that feedback to Atlanta and let the people know what we're really thinking and what we're really capable of in this area, I think that we could, we could make tremendous strides in improving uh, the quality of life for, for our people in this district. 
Thank you for that. And then another question related to the legislative delegation. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how well do you believe that the current legislative delegation works together to address those quality of life issues for those of us who reside in Metro Augusta? That is somewhat of a difficult question because you really want to be fair to everyone there. And uh, I'm not you know, a part of that legislative body right now. But I would say we would go maybe about a seven because there is uh, from time to time quite a bit of disagreement and a quite a bit of discussion, but they do seem to get some things resolved and they seem to spend the time necessary to approach those problems uh, on a diplomatic level and not bickering constantly, but uh, I think there is room for improvement. I would like to see them work better together, but they managed to keep Augusta uh, looking good, uh, attractive. Uh, Augusta is still a place that people consider a quality destination. And I think that our city officials have a lot to do with that. Um, and uh, next question, we've got a few minutes left actually. and. Um, People, obviously, as they get prepared to vote, they want to get as much information or should get as much information as possible about the folks that they have to choose from when they get that ballot. So is there some place people can go to learn more information about you? Definitely. Uh, I have a Facebook account and Instagram. And if you would just search for elect William Harris, it has a tremendous amount of information about me and uh, where I stand on, on certain issues and public statements that I've made uh, throughout the community. And uh, I also have a, a, web, a website, electwilliamharris2022 at gmail.com. Okay, all right. And again, like I said, we have a few minutes left. Is there anything else that you wanna share with our listeners? There's so much that I would like to share, but I know time is, is, is not on our side right now, but uh, I chose Augusta. I chose uh, Georgia as my place to live. I'm, I'm a native of Mississippi. And I, in, in 1974, I came here as a young second lieutenant stationed at Fort Gordon. And since that time, I've gone through the ranks and I, I've risen to the rank of major in the U.S. Army. And my wife and I decided that this is where we wanted to raise our children. So you, you, you can't decide who your parents are or where you live and where you're born, but you can choose where you want to raise your family. And Georgia is one of the best choices I've ever made. Right. Um, as you think about um, the legislature, is this the first time you've ever run for office? No, I've run for this position before. Um, I ran for this position, well, I think it was two terms ago, and uh, we didn't do so well, but uh, I think I garnered about 30, 31% of the vote, and uh, at least it got my name out there, but I I'm interested in running because I think people are interested in change. Uh, I have, as I said, run for the position once before. I had to pull out once before because of some family emergencies, but I think uh, my slogan tells it all. It says, it's our time. It's time for change. And it's time for new blood, fresh faces, and new ideas. And like I said, one thing that I appreciated about our mayoral race 
those guys did not bash each other. They didn't put each other down. They didn't argue. They stuck to the issues. And that's what I want to do in this campaign. I want to stick to the issues. I want to speak to the people. I want them to see me and hear me and have confidence in what I would like to do. Okay. All right. If there's nothing else that you'd like to share with our Local Matters family, last call, got a minute and a half. Last call. Well, like I said, well, I know how to hurry up and get out of the way because I'm the youngest of 21 siblings. So I know how to keep it moving. There are 13 boys and eight girls and, and I'm the bouncing baby boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. We say that anybody who uh, appears on the show becomes a part of the Local Matters family. So welcome to the family. Glad to be a part of the family and glad to meet you. And thank you so much. Local Matters family, again, uh, we thank State Representative Gloria Frazier and Mr. William Harris for being willing to come to Local Matters and explain more about uh, their experiences and their platforms as they seek to represent State House District 126. Please plan to join Local Matters next week as my guests will be the two candidates for Georgia House of Representatives District 130. We will have Democratic candidate Lynn Gladney and her Republican challenger, Daniel Swenson. Again, as a reminder, this is the district that used to be known as House District 125 that is currently represented by Sheila Clark Nelson, who made the decision not to seek re-election. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.